Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill and brought to you by ONTAP Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300, and you can follow our main account at Huskies on Tap. Today, we're going to be breaking down this upcoming weekend's matchup against Eastern Michigan. Our Huskies 1-5 and five on the year, Eastern Michigan 4-2 and two on the season. The ESPN FPI has predicted a 63.5% chance that Eastern Michigan wins this game, us only at 36.5%. And then some of the numbers, Eastern Michigan is favored by minus 2.5 points, and on the money line there, minus 140. The over-under for this game is 66. It's a home, it's a home game for Eastern Michigan. We are on the road, ESPN plus, 2.30 p.m. Central Time. Find a way to win a football game o'clock. I feel like I've been being a dead horse this season, and it honestly feels a lot like the 2020 season, but at least during the 2020 season, I had Ethan with me, and it wasn't a solo show like me just being in pain by myself. Obviously, I'm a fan of the team, so the wins and losses hurt just as much as they hurt you guys, but... Knowing what this team had expectation-wise and being picked to win the MAC and, and all that stuff and being where we're at right now, it is what it is. At this point, I, I said it earlier to someone, I said, at this point, it's the race to survive to get to 6-6, six and six, okay? So 1-5, we have to go at least 5-1 and one on the other side of the mid middle point of the season, which was last week, the sixth game of the season. And to break down what we have before we get into Eastern Michigan, just to kind of lay it out for everyone. So obviously six games down, this is the seventh game of the season. We play Eastern Michigan at Eastern Michigan. You play Ohio at Ohio, play Central Michigan at home. That kicks off action. Then you play Western Michigan on the road at Western Michigan. Play Miami of Ohio at home, another Wednesday night matching game. And then the final game of the season, which, I mean, if we're five and six is the Super Bowl to us, you got to find a way to beat Akron. All the teams that are on this side of the schedule have, I would say, maybe the only team that has exceeded expectations so far this season is Eastern Michigan, okay? That's the team we have on the schedule this week. And like I said at the Rocky Lombardi show earlier in the week, they are kind of a wild card. They beat, uh, Arizona, they beat Arizona State, got Herm Edwards fired, which is wild. They got smoked by Buffalo. They, they got smoked by Louisiana. They beat Eastern Kentucky. They beat UMass, and they beat Western Michigan. So weird schedule. They've handled their business. They're 4-2. They're 1-1 one one in conference. And just like us, they don't want to drop that second game in conference. That's a pivotal game. They want to be able to move to three and one in conference. It's a home game for them. I don't know if it's homecoming or or whatever they have going on over there, but the gray field is always a interesting place to play. And my most recent memory of that field is like the hook and ladder play with Tyrese Ritchie in which we weren't able to, find a way to win that game. And that was in the 0-6 season. So I think what better opportunity than to go out there on Saturday and put your best foot forward? Because the last game of the season was the game – or the worst game of the season is the game that we played last week. You know what I'm saying? Like it can't get any worse than it got last week. 
we've seen some bad stuff from the defense. We haven't seen the offense. Look how they looked in the first half. And obviously they were able to bounce back to get up to about 30 to get to 32 points. But a lot of that was garbage time and we need to be in this game. And honestly, I'd like to see us have a halftime lead. I heard Rocky on the show, on the Rocky Lombardi show earlier in the week, kind of say that this week might be one of the first weeks that he thinks that he can actually go. Obviously not an actual quote. I don't, I'd have to pull his exact quote or you can go back and listen to it because we obviously would love to listen, but he kind of teased the idea that there's an opportunity for him to play football this weekend. And I think if Eastern Michigan comes into this game, maybe not knowing that and Rocky does end up playing, it's going to be a long Saturday for them because our offense with Rocky as opposed to our offense with Ethan or Justin is totally different. It's not even close. Miles above where we've been this season when we have Rocky than when we have the other two guys. And that's no knock on them. Rocky's experienced. He's been in college for quite some time now, played a lot of college football, and those other guys have not. And right now, with the team that we have, you almost always want to have the veteran quarterback in that position. And right now we need to get our leader back. We need Rocky back and we need him to lead us to six wins on the offensive side of the ball this week, regardless of who plays quarterback, I think establishing the run early, which is no surprise, especially in a, uh, in a coach hammock run team will establish the run early and then we'll start using those short to intermediate passing routes, and then we'll take our shots. We're usually a slow build-up offense, but we're an offense that accounts for about 30 points a game each week. So find a way to have those time-consuming drives. Find a way, if, if it's Rocky back there, to get him some of those early confidence-building passes so that he can get right back into his game. Because this offense, while it has been good in his absence, has not been the same level of successful that it was when he was the quarterback and the receivers, you know, Cole Tucker has done a great job regardless of who's been at quarterback. Casper Rukowitz has done a great job regardless of who's been at quarterback. And then the backs too. the backs have done a great job all season long. And obviously it doesn't matter to them who's quarterback because they just get the ball and hit the hole and, and get to the second and third level of the defense. And Talked a little bit about it earlier in the week, like the little bit of Brian Westbrook role that they had rolling for uh, Harrison Whaley this week. That was nice to see. And I think seeing more increased snaps for Whaley in the pass pro could be something that this team, even when Rocky comes back, could rely on because there's nothing like having a, a running back come out of the backfield, take those short passes that are, two, three yards off the line of scrimmage or sometimes even behind it and make something happen and make a couple people miss. And Harrison's very talented at doing that. On the defensive side of the ball, it goes without being said. Just don't be the worst unit in the MAC because right now there is no worse unit in mid-American conference football that is worse than our defensive unit. And honestly, like, we're probably one of the worst units in all of college football. And it sucks because, you know, there's talented players on that defense, guys like Dave Vern Rainier, guys like James Esther, guys like Jordan Gandy. But 
the unit as a whole, the 11 players that are on the field, and some of those guys have been out for portions of this season, is not great. And honestly, like you would expect a better performance from those guys, but it just for whatever reason has not been there. And honestly, like it's frustrating to see, but I truly believe that if this defense can get maybe an early turnover or a couple big negative plays on third down or maybe a fourth down stop, I think they could have confidence to play one of their better games this week. Eastern Michigan is a weird offense in a sense that they they can score a lot of points, but they're not like a tempo offense. Like their games are just crazy because they're a MAC team and all our games are just they're wild. We play in a weird conference. Like fifty to thirty one, they gave up fifty against Buffalo. Do we think Buffalo's offense is better than ours? I don't think so. Do I think that we get fifty points out there on Saturday? I don't think so as well, but like something's got to give, right? It's been a long time since we won a football game since week one. It's fucking ridiculous, right? This week is the week that we do finally break, break the streak. It's a five game losing streak. It's absolutely disgusting. I, you know, week in and week out, we'll be here win, lose or draw regardless, but I would like to see that fire back in this team. I'd like to see that passion back in this team to go out there and regardless of what has happened in the game, to not get flustered in a bad call or in maybe the defense gave up a turnover or maybe the defense gave up a touchdown or the offense had a turnover. I just want to see this team continue to live to fight another down throughout the course of this game on Saturday and find a way to win a football game when that final whistle blows. It doesn't matter how many points it's by. At this point, the, the only thing that's important is the result and finding a way to win a football game on Saturday or Wednesday for the rest of the season. Because if we don't, we won't have a postseason, and it'd be a terrible send-off for a senior class that had seniors that gave us two MAC championships. So, or some seniors that gave us two MAC championships. So, it's really just not where we want to be at in our season. But there's nothing that we can do about the past, and the team has to move forward and find a way uh, to go out there at Ypsilanti and win a football game maybe not in a hostile environment, but in an environment that's not as comfy as back home at Husky Stadium where we've only won one game, and that's the only game that we've won all season against an FCS opponent. Defensively, a couple players that we have to worry about. So I know I talked a little bit about this on Monday, kind of their skill players and their their position players that do make plays for them week in and week out. So they're running back, Samson Evans, quality back, a little bit of a load back there. He's got 630 yards on the season, uh, long of 32 and six touchdowns. Their quarterback, Taylor Powell, 66% completion percentage, 974 yards, seven tutties and five picks. He's been sacked 11 times. So let's get some pressure on him. Let's light that fire underneath the stove and get a little bit of pressure on him, make him throw up an errant pass, and let's see what our DBs can do. And then they have kind of a three-headed monster in the receivers in the receiver room for uh, – productivity and that's Tanner New, Darius Lasser, and Hassan Bedoin. All three guys have at least uh well they've combined for 10 touchdowns and I would say around 900 yards on 61 receptions. So a lot of productivity out of those three guys. 
don't know if we have three guys that can match up, you know, directly on them, but they also, you know, have uh, wide receiver Dylan Drummond, who we've seen in years past do things against us in this game. So it's important to keep this Eastern Michigan offense in front of us. And it's important for our offense to find ways to score points and to not have drives ended field goals. We have an offense that's capable of scoring 30 points a game. And for the rest of the season, we need an offense that is going to score 30 points a game because at this point in the season, I don't think our defense is going to turn the page to the point to where they're going to be a brand new unit and they're not going to be getting beat the ways that they're getting beat. Because right now, in order for us to win football games, we're going to need 31 to 35 to 42 points the way things have been going. So the more points, the merrier. Keep hammering the overs if you live out of state. And, yeah, I mean, I'm just – I'm really excited to get to Saturday. I know I'm not going to be at the game. Obviously, it's an away game. But I am excited for this team to have this opportunity to wipe the slate clean, pretend like they're zero and zero, and find a way to get to five and one so that we can get to a bowl game and I have an excuse to take a vacation at the end of the year. Obviously, my vacation is not as important as them getting to a bowl game. But it's always a nice little added incentive when the team does well. Then I go on a little trip to go see them play in a bowl game. Hopefully it'll be a little bit different than last year, but we got to find a way to get to a bowl game before that. So with that being said, I'm going to go to players of the game on both sides of the ball. And then on, I'm going to also give my score prediction. So on offense, I am going to go. Honestly, it's crazy. I'm going to go with a player that I don't even know hundred percent is playing. But if Rocky plays, Rocky's going to have himself a day. I know he's been chomping at the bit to get back out there on that field. If you guys heard on Monday, uh, I was like kind of giving him a little nudge on Saturday morning. I was like, can't wait to see you walk out that tunnel and lead us to victory, brother. Obviously, uh, he did not play last Saturday. Maybe if I shoot him that same message, he'll end up coming out that tunnel on Saturday and leading us to victory because we do need his leadership and his presence on that offense. And then on the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to say James Esther. I think with the pass rush being as prominent as it's been and as quality as it's been, I think we need to turn to our best guy on that D-line and get a quality performance out of James Esther. I'll say a sack and a couple tackles for loss on special teams. If it does come down to it, you got to have the Richie man making his kicks. You got to have the ice man out there go perfect. And then obviously keep all the kicks and bounds. Don't want to give this team any short fields. And for my score prediction, I'm going to go, I'm going to go bold. I'm going to go NIU 38 and Eastern Michigan 31. I think we win by a touchdown. I think obviously this is a game that has a lot of points, but we're going to need as many points as we can get. And even in a week that we got absolutely smoked, we still find a way to put 32 points on the board. So like I said, on offense, pre um, pregame, key player of the game is going to be Rocky, obviously, if he plays. And then on defense, I'm going James Esther. And then on special teams, obviously, John Richardson, the man, the ice man himself. And then for my score prediction, like I said, 38 to 31, RNIU Huskies, they finally, they finally break the streak. They finally get back in the win column, and it's a race to go four and one from there on out. But you got to find a way to win a football game on Saturday in order to be in that position to go four and one and get to a bowl game. And we'll be back with you guys no matter what happens out there on Saturday to recap what happened. Hopefully, it's a Husky victory. 
hopefully our first victory in a month. But again, we really do appreciate everyone for tuning into this episode of Huskies on Tap. My name is Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300, and you can follow our main account at Huskies on Tap. We'll be back out on Monday at Fatty's Pub and Grill for another live edition of the Rocky Lombardi Show. And then stay tuned next week for the preview leading up to the Ohio game. But we really do appreciate everyone for tuning into this episode of Huskies on Tap, presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill and brought to you by ONTAP Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300, and you can follow our main account at Huskies on Tap. We really appreciate you for joining us, and go Huskies. I got drink of living laps in the kitchen whipping magic. I got drink of living laps in the kitchen whipping magic. We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. Toya put me over, coming with it. They took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jumping in heart.